Welcome to 20 and 20, a rapid-fire review show from the New Experimental Hours Podcast Network. My name is Pat. I am your host. Today's Thursday, November 19th, 2020, the year that won't end. It is 1024 in the morning. I am broadcasting from my basement in Chicago. And I want to thank you for joining me. Episode 6 today, if you're just tuning in for the first time, 20 and 20, is a show in which I review 20 different things in 20 minutes. I'm going to spend one minute on each thing. I'm going to review it. I'm going to let you know whether, um, uh, let's see, Mark Brown's Arthur series is whack or cool. I'm going to tell you if that new armoire you bought at the uh, local thrift shop was a steal or, uh, you know, you're you're just a glorified uh, garbage man getting that out of their building. And I'm going to tell you if uh, that new hot song on the radio that your kids won't stop singing, well, is it actually any good? Is there a reason it's, it's hot on the radio or is it just junk? Okay. Part of the fun of the show is I take out a stopwatch. I'm going to do that right now. Spend a minute on everything and let's hit go. I've been eating crazy amounts of Halloween candy since Halloween a couple weeks ago. Uh, I feel uh, pretty bad at the end of every day. I'm not going to lie. I get stomach aches. And I've been able to uh, witness firsthand how Halloween candy changes in time. I think you know what I'm talking about. If you have 40 different Halloween candies all in the same container or the same bag as we do, eventually all the chocolate kind of starts tasting the same. It doesn't taste like it did when you first bought the candy. It kind of has this um, warped, um, like (laughs) this, this, this warped chocolate taste that is, uh, that it's the same across all. So you get a Kit Kat, a Hershey bar, a Snickers bar and a Twix and all the chocolate kind of tastes the same. It's got this like plasticky, um, uh, quality to it. And I don't know why that is, but I don't think I like it. Is there any going back though? No, that Halloween candy is tainted. Moving on, Marconi's is a local company. They make a variety of products in the um, in the uh, jarred goods section. So I'm talking, you know, um, pepperoncinis and relishes and stuff like that. But they're most known for that jardinera, and they make the best jardinera in the city. And there's a lot of competition. Here's why their jardinera is the best. It does not have olives. Man, I do not like olives in jardinera. For starters... I don't like the taste of olives. That's subjective. Everyone's different about that. But more importantly, I think the olive is just too big uh, to be a part of the Jarnera relish. Like everything else is chopped up nice and fine, but those olive spheres are just too big. They call them olive pearls, right? Olive pearls are just too big. I like the uh, the spicy hot Jarnera um, from Marconi's, and the mild's very good too. You know, put one of each in your fridge, and you're uh, you're set. Speaking of appreciating stuff that you might have otherwise taken for granted, I want to talk for a minute about the song Drive My Car by the Beatles. Everybody knows this song. If you've been alive for enough time on this earth, 
You've heard Drive My Car by the Beatles. It's on Rubber Soul. It's the first song. I took it for granted a long time. You know, it's, I thought it was a poppy, rocky number, but I listened to it a lot close, a lot more closely in the last couple months because my son Peter really got into it. And that is a great track. There are all sorts of interesting arrangement choices that have been made. The bass playing by Paul, super interesting. That thing that really sticks out to my kids and I think to a lot of listeners is that beep, 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 yeah. But they don't do it that many times in the song. I think they do it twice. Once uh, before the bridge and then again a bunch of times at the end. And uh, it's so catchy, but that with uh, restraint is what the Beatles were all about. So check out Drive My Car. Listen with fresh ears. Maybe you'll hear something you like. And um, I, would, I would call that song Sharp. But uh, you know what's sharper is a, a kick-ass chef's knife. You got to have a awesome chef's knife in the kitchen if you're going to call yourself a home cook. Here's the, here's the deal. You, you buy one chef's knife, you spend a little bit of money on it. I'm talking like 50 to 100 bucks. You don't have to go crazy. The one I have is from Jan, J.A. Henkels. I believe it's a German company. I got it for my wedding. It was on my registry um, six years ago. And you make sure you get a sharpening tool. And you sharpen that bad boy whenever it's necessary. And I bet you you could rock that same chef's knife for like 15, 20 years. I still think my chef's knife's going strong, and, and I have no reason to replace it. So get yourself a great chef's knife. I believe mine came from Amazon, but my big takeaway today, maybe the most important of my 20 reviews, is getting the hell off of Amazon. It's the holiday season. You have to shop for your friends and family. You could go to Amazon. You do all your shopping there. You get it all delivered in one box. But you shouldn't. Here's why. The COVID pandemic has uh, made Amazon wildly rich. It's, it, the value has gone through the roof. Bezos famously is making like like many tens of millions of dollars a day. And um, you're seeing a lot of warehouse workers getting sick, getting injured. You're seeing the delivery drivers getting sick, getting injured. Um, it's not that hard to notice the exploitation and to be enraged by it. And you can get all this stuff elsewhere. You, you can go on Target. You can go, like, there's a million places to buy various things. Look around. I think Amazon's biggest selling point is the Amazon Prime TV. And um, just steal a password. <laughs> That's not that hard. Okay. I will miss, however, getting those Amazon boxes in the mail. You know, sometimes they give you a big old box and, like, there's a shampoo rolling around inside. But... Sometimes we use that box uh, for other things. Like right last week, we took one of the Amazon cardboard boxes and we broke it down and I erected a car chute for Peter and Alice. I taped it onto a elevated surface and we launched the cars down this chute and they rolled across the basement. It was great fun. I just, it makes me crazy thinking about how many of these boxes end up in landfills or being like under recycled and, and even if you use them for a, a week in a different capacity you're still uh you know adding value to that box and, and elongating <laughs> you're you're increasing its lifespan give it a chance just put your kid inside a box and push it on the floor to call it a sled They'll get a kick out of it, I promise. All right. 
Speaking of other things my kids like, there is a show on the Disney uh, Plus network called Lion Guard. It is a Lion King spinoff. Remember Lion King? Big old cartoon from the 90s. Um, Lion Guard uh, is not in theaters. It's a TV show, but... You know, it's got a similar kind of spirit. The There are some lion protagonists, and they, they hang out with parrots and rhinos and, and stuff like that. And the soundtrack is pretty good. I gotta say, the Lion King soundtrack's really good. The Lion Guard soundtrack picks up where that left off. It's got the, um, it's got that, like, sort of, I hate this term, but like that world music. It's got that, like, Putumayo, African world music, like, 90s thing going on where they take all of the uplifting elements of of various uh nations music and they they throw it all together so but it is spacious and it's very catchy and the arrangements are good and um if you're gonna check out a song check out cc nisawa jackal style in my own way i think you might enjoy it and i know your kids will you'll probably need a palate cleanser after all that and why not Treat yourself to an expensive beer. I'm talking about Founders KBS Mackinac Island Fudge Beer. What is Founders? They're a small microbrewery uh, out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, you know, if you're a beer freak, you know what Founders is all about. They make enormous barrel-aged beers. They rock. The space is really good. KBS is perhaps their most famous beer. It's Kentucky Breakfast Stout. It is a bourbon barrel-aged stout. That is one of my favorite beers. And then they'll take that beer and they'll uh, age it in different ways. So this particular one is treated with some sort of Mackinac Island fudge thing. And it's got some maple syrup uh, barrel aging going on. So it's sweet, but it's not as sweet as Canadian Breakfast Stout, CBS, their other variety. It is um, by far the best KBS uh, you know, varietal that I have tried. Give it a chance, okay? I bought that at a wine shop on Chicago Avenue called Noble Grape. Probably my favorite wine shop in the area. It's really terrific. They have an extensive beer uh, selection as well. Uh, but they're wines. That's really why I go there. And the vibe right now is, I got to tell you, if you're looking for a wine at like Costco or the grocery store or even like Benny's, you never know if you ask someone whether they'll have any knowledge to draw on when recommending a wine. But you got to go to a small wine shop. Tell them what you like. You know, I like a Cabernet Sauvignon. I like wines from Chile. I like, uh, you know, a, a very tannin, a lot of tannins in my wine. And I'm willing to spend 25 bucks. You give them that information. You trust their answer. You buy the bottle of wine that the expert gives you. You take it home and you drink it. I believe me, it will be better than what you would have picked out reading the stupid little descriptions below the bottles. I don't even look at the bottles. I go straight to the sommelier at Noble Grape. I say, here's what I like. And uh, I leave with two bottles and they're always great. So, you know, ask and you will receive. Ask for help. Uh, halfway through our show now and I want to give... Is this my first bad review today? Might be my first bad review. Well, Amazon, I trashed them. But Tesla is another big company that gets a lot of hate on the internet. Elon Musk, just forget about him for a second. Forget about SpaceX and their dumbass explorations. Let's talk about their SUV, the Tesla SUV. I thought this SUV was pretty dope when it first came out. 
I didn't see very many of them in Juneau. I was living there when, when the SUV arrived. But when I moved to Chicago, I started seeing them a lot more. I like the sedans. I think they're pretty sleek. But the SUV, let's be honest, it looks like a bigger version and a slightly elongated version of uh, the, the new Volkswagen Beetle. It's so round. It looks like a pair of Oakleys from the 90s. It looks like an Audi A4. It is not a cool-looking car, really. Like, point blank. It's not cool-looking. It's a really expensive. Uh, on paper and in, in pictures, maybe the Batwing doors look kind of cool. But when you have witnessed a flustered dad who's late for work trying to get his kid out of the, the car seat and those Batwing doors are up, you know that this is not actually a cool solution to anyone's problems. Dumb as hell. The Tesla SUV, uh, they could have done a lot better. Let's make it more boxy, how about? Let's start there. I know that's not the aesthetic. Maybe my point is I just don't like Teslas as much as I like Subarus, okay? I'll say it. I'll own that. I also prefer riding bikes. Whoa, big shocker, Pat. You, uh, you talk about riding bikes every episode. Well, I'm back. Uh, but this time I'm talking about not only riding your bike, but getting it fixed. If you think I know how to fix a pop tube on my bike, you are sorely mistaken. I don't know I don't know how to do almost anything for myself. That's the bottom line. I am a helpless, uh, can't pick out my own wine, can't fix my own bike. I take my bike to Comrade Bikes. That's on Chicago as well. My favorite drag. They got the best wine shops, the best bike shops. Comrade Bikes. I believe the employees... Uh, own that place. That's where Comrade comes from. You know, it's got some nice uh, bandana-wearing uh, people on the logo. Some of the most interesting COVID prevention techniques that I've seen in businesses around here. You wait outside. They bring you your bike. You tell them they bring you whatever you bought. You tell them what's wrong. They take your bike away. You do not go in the shop. They do great work. They do it uh, on the cheap for the most part. They're not condescending. One of the employees was wearing a freaking dope uh vintage Charles Bronson shirt with like a million holes. My old pal Mike from Pencils Down works there. I didn't know that, but now I do. So Comrade Bikes, hit them up, you know, even just to get your uh, your handlebars wrapped or, you know, hook up a new bike light. Uh, they'll do you They'll do you right. I like that place. Um, you know what I don't like though? There's a special place in hell reserved for anybody who throws their mask on the ground. What are you thinking? <laughs> Put it in your pocket. Take it home with you and throw it in the garbage. If you're out and about in Chicago, chances are you are but uh, a few steps away from a public garbage can. Or you just go down an alley and you throw it in someone's garbage can. Literally, anywhere is better than right on the freaking sidewalk or in somebody's front lawn. Are you nuts? People see that and they think you have COVID. I'm not touching that. That mask is going to sit there for like all of winter and then it'll get snowed on. Like maybe it'll disintegrate, but chances are it'll still be festering at the beginning of summer next year when someone finally decides to pick it up with a rubber glove. Pick your masks up off the ground. Do not throw them there in the first place. Throw them in a garbage can. Be a functioning part of this uh, civilization, this society. You know, it's it's barely holding itself together. And I think the straw that will break the camel's back is all these masks on the ground. Wear a mask, throw it in the garbage. Boom. Next up, when you get home and you've seen 15 masks on the ground and you're feeling disgusted with your fellow man, you're going to need some soothing music to slow down. And that 
music could be a 1977 album by Bill Evans called You Must Believe in Spring. I already know that this is going to be an album that gets heavily played uh, for me all winter long. You Must Believe in Spring. What an affirmative title. A lot of the music is really affirmative. If you are a jazz head, even if you just like are a casual fan, you probably know Bill Evans. He played on almost all of Kind of Blue, the landmark Miles Davis record. He's my favorite jazz pianist of all time, potentially my favorite pianist of all time. Um, it's either him or Marta Argerich. Um, but Bill Evans is just the master of phrasing, the master of vibe and tone. He's a total freak. He's not... Uh, he he's not showy in any way, but his just like his the the way he plays. I I don't even have the words for it. He's a master, and this uh, is a trio record with bass and drums, and I do love it. And I just started listening to it. There's so much out there to hear. I think I've heard everything in the world, and boom, new music, crazy. Um, you know, kids, you got kids. Maybe uh, maybe you're wondering what the heck are they gonna do inside all winter. It's going to be cold. There's going to be COVID. What are you going to do? My sister, Courtney, shout out to Courtney, sent my uh, my son a birthday gift of kinetic sand. As a parent, it's a groaner. It's It makes me a little crazy. Sand inside, not cool. But the kids love this stuff. It is sand that like is also moldable. You probably know what it is, but like you can... It's almost like sand that's been down by the water at the beach, so you can make it into a sand castle. It's really therapeutic. It's fun to play with, even as an adult. And uh, it isn't quite as dirty as just like bringing a bucket of sand in the house. And the kids, they go freaking nuts for it. They'll throw down 30 minutes of concentrated playtime on it. And if you're a parent, you know how valuable that is. So get yourself some kinetic sand. And while you're at it, Get another uh, thing for your kids. It's a book by a writer named DJ Corchin. Apologies to DJ if I messed up your last name. Uh, DJ Corchin wrote a book called Do You Speak Fish? I bought it at the book fair. What the hell is that book fair called? Down in the South Loop. Can't believe I forgot the name. The, uh, the That South Loop book fair. Printer's Row. Printer's Row. Um, he was selling his books there. Do You Speak Fish? The illustrations really stood out to me. This watercolor style. The protagonist is a dark-skinned black boy who, um, I mean, you don't ever see that in children's books. It's a shame, but it's true. And he has these incredible encounters with animals. And uh, and it's it's about, like, um, meeting someone on their own terms, I guess, is the takeaway. But, like, it's also funny. And the pictures are really where it's at because the uh, they're, they're truly awesome. I, you got to check it out. DJ, great job with that book. I, uh, I'm going to find some more books by you, and I'm going to buy them. And I recommend to my listeners that they do the same. And uh, it would be a little better to read a book if your house doesn't smell like shit, so you're going to need a candle. I recommend candles by the PF Candle Company. This whole podcast sort of sounds like SponCon, but it, I am never going to get paid for this because I have like four listeners. PF Candle Company uh, is a company I've, sp- I've spent literally a hundred hundreds of dollars on their candles they have a candle called teakwood and tobacco soy based candle you can get a triple wicker i like the single wick the medium one comes in a nice brown glass and uh just smells unbelievable my wife has a very sensitive uh smell sense of smell and even she even she likes the pf candle company teakwood and tobacco candle 
probably burned about 50 of them in my lifetime, if I'm being honest. Get, go on their website. I think if you close your eyes and clicked buy on any of them, you'd be pleased with what came. But uh, maybe Teakwood and Tobaccos is the first pick for you. Um, and shoot, if you got a candle burning, maybe it's because you, uh, you've been cooking in the kitchen. You got some weird scents coming out. You want to mask them. Maybe you were using your air fryer. The air fryer by Ninja, you know, the home goods company Ninja, they make the blender, that famous blender. Well, their air fryers, they're perhaps their most important uh, appliance and as far as I'm concerned. It's outstanding. It will revive pizza like you won't believe. Like There are people who like cold pizza a lot. No, I don't like cold pizza that much. I want hot pizza, and I don't like it in the microwave. I sometimes will put it in the oven, but even that left a lot to be desired. Now I'm throwing it in the air fryer three or four minutes. It tastes just like it did the night before. Uh, cannot speak highly enough about an air fryer. Uh, you know this is a meat-free podcast. Of course it is, and I'll put tofu in there. And it just, it takes the water out and it gives you this beautiful tofu. I I can't speak highly enough for this air fryer. Get yourself one. It's kind of big, big footprint on the counter, but it's worth it. I leave mine out. And when I'm eating that tofu, when I'm eating anything, hot sauce is a must. I I haven't spoken about my love for hot sauce on the show yet, I don't think. But I, I like many of the listeners love hot sauce. I think the best hot sauce ever made is crystal hot sauce. There's a couple of reasons for that. Number one, it's cheap. You get a big bottle for like $2. Number two, uh, it's simple. I think it's vinegar, cayenne peppers, and salt, maybe. There's like three ingredients. There's no bullshit, right? It's just, it's a hot sauce, and there's it's plain and simple. There was a lot of Louisiana hot sauces out there. They're all pretty good, if we're being honest. I love Tabasco, Louisiana brand. Um... And Crystal, just because of the price point, I love the bottle design. I love the label. I love everything about the company. I'm reaching for Crystal like eight times out of ten. I'll switch it up here and there, um, but Crystal uh, takes the cake in terms of Louisiana hot sauces. Give theirs a shot if you haven't. Um, When you're painting your house, (laughs) interesting transition. When you're painting your house, you might want to go to Lowe's or Home Depot and go look at that wall of paint swatches. What a mind-numbing experience that is. Uh, here's another idea. Go check out Claire Paints. C-L-A-R-E, Claire Paints. They're a direct-to-consumer paint company. We've been buying their paint now since we moved into our new place this spring, and their paints are better. Like, you could get top-of-the-line Sherwin-Williams or Bear, and I still think Claire outperforms those brands 50 bucks for a gallon they don't do smaller sizes which is you know it is what it is Um, but they'll send you really big swatches that you can stick on your wall not those tiny little business card size ones like big ones and you can you can test out four or five different colors and i just think it's a it's a great experience um working with clear paints um shout out to the owner nicole um black woman owns this business if, I never noticed this before, but I was thinking about it. You look at like paint ads, and it's always like white people in the paint. So like, looking at this website, it's a little bit refreshing. You know, female-owned business, black-owned business. Throw them the business instead of Home Depot, who like who who knows what they do with their money? Probably give it all to Trump, like some psychopath. Uh, when you're at Home Depot, uh, if you're going to buy something, just give them a buck and buy some super glue. That's my last thing of the day. Super glue is 
an all-powerful uh, adhesive. It needs no introduction, but I use super glue like once a month. Usually it's to uh, reassemble some sort of broken glass. You know, my kids dropped it. <laughs> Frankly, I dropped glasses too quite a bit. And I'll try to revive them. You know, you got a glass. Maybe it's not going to work as a mug anymore for coffee, but maybe you can put a nice little flower in it. Maybe you could put some pencils in it. Um, you know, it's it's worth a shot. And super glue is just so great, even though you stick your fingers together and stuff. Um, it's quick drying. It smells like sort of like it'll give you a high, and that's pleasant. Um, oh, one last thing. The clear paints from before, they don't smell like paint. It's crazy. Try it out. You'll see. Uh, super glue does smell. I kind of like the smell, and uh, I, I love super glue. I got nothing more to say. I'm a little bit over time today. I'm sorry. I'll work on it. I'll edit myself. This has been 20 and 20. My name is Pat. I was your host. I'm going to be your host next week and forevermore. Thank you for tuning in. Have a great weekend. I'll see you next time. Take care.